Hello and welcome to the Even Me podcast featuring more speaks and Kim. Hello, y'all. I'm Kim. Uh, I'm just starting off into podcasting, but I've been living this life and walking on faith. This is part two of our relationship podcast. Thank you and enjoy the show. Yeah. So this is what happened with him. This is so crazy. Uh, I was like, let's just split everything down the middle. You, you know, you put the work into the house. We've been in this house 10 years. It needs some, you know, work. Let, since the kids grew up here, let me have the house. No child support. You come get your son. Let me, cause at the time I couldn't put the house in my name cause I was on bed rest and you know, I wasn't working. Um, I was pregnant with our son and I was like, let's do that. And he was being an ass about it. He didn't want to do that. Didn't want to, uh, you know, give anything to his son. Like I said, for the first year and a half, almost, I just got child support. So first year and a half, he disappeared. He ghosted. Didn't get, now our son has a heart condition. We both need have uh, insurance on him. I couldn't get the insurance card for my son to go to this heart apartment. And come to find out, this is where I was really angry and I had to pray on it. I ended up taking my son to a dentist appointment. And they wouldn't touch him to pull a tooth. They said, take him to his heart doctor. I was like, for what? He's good. They said, no, we can't touch him. We don't want to pull it without permission. So I took him. I'm calling, you know, him trying to get the insurance card. I called the child support agency. I said, look, I put child support on this dude. He has insurance on our son, but it's not court ordered. So I don't know if he dropped him off and I'm waiting to go to court. What's the case? I need to get my son into the doctor. Um, so they called and they was like, yeah, we can't serve him because we can't get on the property of his job. And, and they said we can't force it. So they called the job and asked HR to get the uh, medical form, get the paperwork to me because he was the primary. So when I went to the doctor, they wouldn't see him without his insurance information or I would have had to pay them the $2,000 out of my pocket. I didn't have that. So finally, I got the insurance information took him to the heart doctor I'm sitting there it's just like a regular checkup because we didn't have any issues in the last nine years because uh, he had open heart surgery when he was five months so everything was good so this he was right at his 10th birthday uh we walked in there and they came in they put the ekg machine on and it was like Oof, okay we'll come back then they came back and put another you know put the ekg back on again and um did it and it was like hey so has he been complaining about anything i said well yeah he complains about a headache but i'm thinking that's that tooth because he bit down on a bottle cap and it broke the tooth so i'm trying to get it pulled so then finally the doctor comes in and she said uh has he been complaining about chest pains I said he sometimes do that but you know he's a boy he's in fifth grade he's trying to get out of going to school so I did take him to the emergency room one time they didn't tell me nothing but to get him into y'all earlier than November this was in May well she told me she said well he has white Parkinson uh was it wolf Parkinson's and I was like what the heck is that she said well his heart has built some extra uh, 
some kind of lights or wherever. So it was shooting fire back at the EK. When they did the EK on the EK machine on him, had it on him. It looked like he was in a resting position with his hands behind his head where his heart looked like it was all over the place. Just, you know, like, and then she's, and the first tears started rolling and I'm listening to this and she said, yeah, that's why he's having chest pains. That's why he's having headaches. His heart is really racing at times and it feels like it's going to jump out his chest. So I'm tears just flowing. I said, ma'am, I can't, I can't go through this. I just lost the son. And I'm, you going to tell me that now I got to put my son through another heart surgery? She said, it's, it's pretty simple. We don't have to cut him down the chest. We don't have to do that anymore. Uh, We're going to go in the groin or whatever. I left up out of there so devastated because I'm like, look how many months we went, how long my son was suffering with this. And he just would lay down and go to sleep. But I was fighting his dad for the insurance. So when I, ca- I called his nephew to get in touch with him for me, and I said, dude, do you understand that all the shit you doing is hurting our son, whether you're trying to hurt me or not? So I was so angry. I had to go to church, get on the prayer line every Thursday night to pray because I had so much anger. And finally, it came up to him having surgery because they set his surgery back and he had surgery in October, no, September uh, last year. And I went on and invited his dad to the surgery. And I, you know, I told him, he said, well, do you want me to be there? I said, it's for your son. He came, my dad interacted with him and I spoke to him and I let him talk to the doctor. And uh, after he came out of recovery, was in the recovery room before he went to the room and he was in there, we was talking to him and they was like, let him rest. I said, no, I want to make sure my son come out of this anesthesia, he okay, you know? Um, but I told him, I said, look, we going to court next month. Just do right by Chadence. We can make this simple and easy. We can make it where we both are required to have medical insurance on him, but we can work out everything else. This dude gets in the courtroom and basically do a whole U-turn on me. Oh, I don't have my check stubs. Oh, this is this and that. All kinds of lies. So when he kept doing that in the court, I said, you know what, uh, sir, with the mediator, I said, uh, let's just go in front of the judge. I'm tired. It's been a year. I don't fault this guy to come to court. Now he's trying to say all this. He knew he was coming to court. He have three older kids. So you know how this works. I said, I'm done. Let's just go for the judge. And I guess the, the, the man came, went to him. And then came back. I guess they told him if she go, she can get whatever she the judges request. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll get more, more than yeah. uh, more than what the actual allotment is because now he, he he messed around more. Yeah, so he was it was I, I can get all the back child support and everything. So I guess when he heard that, he finally came clean, and I was so fucking angry excuse my language i was so angry because why would you do this to your child this is your blood this is your dna why if i didn't do it for anything i didn't do it towards our son why would you do that so i didn't really 
want my first husband can tell you i i've never whatever he gave and took care of the kids i'd rather you have a relationship with your kids than your money but you rather to see your son hurt and to me that would ever replay in my head is you wanted your son could have died on me your son could have just fell out one day and we fighting for this so i was like whatever y'all do let's go and when they said fourteen hundred dollars a month i was like okay but you you didn't want to even give me two hundred dollars a month but the fourteen hundred i was like that's that my son deserved it my son suffered for damn near a year and you wouldn't even give us the insurance because you know you're the primary and i can't do anything without your insurance so that's where i told him after the court he called me and are you are you happy no dude you owe me way more than that you know that I can- i'm i'm surprised they didn't uh force it so like in my case that's why i was i was saying i should be an advocate for men because the way mine went was i mean we didn't want to go to court we knew that for sure we weren't trying to go to court so we were trying to resolve it at that office this was the one that, it was on highway six i think they moved it now so it's on six and karen way or something like that um so we went and i took all the paperwork um because i was giving her checks at that time i was just a regular technician so i wasn't making a lot so i was just giving her checks every every month and she was cool with it or every two weeks or something i can't remember and they basically looked at it at the checks and and at that time like we owned a house but we also owned like a trailer because we had moved like I did the most like I, I I just rented out my my house that we owned in, in Richmond and moved to like Waller bought a bought a like a a mobile home so we could live on that and build on there and basically followed her family and I mean, I uprooted myself. I'm a I'm a city boy. I was in the country, you know, no internet, you know, living out there. That's that's where our last months, you know, just just deteriorated because I kind of followed them. You know, I felt bad. I was like, I'm gonna do this for my family. I don't want to be out here, but guess what? I'm gonna do it because of my family, right? So I did that, and we were living out there, and you know, that mobile home, we bought it. And I told her, look, take the mobile home, sell it. Whatever you make from it, you just keep it. Don't give me a dollar. I already have my apartment. We already like moved away from each other. And all I had to do was go sign the paperwork, you know, saying that, you know, she could sell it because I I bought it, you know, and it was in both of our names. So she sells it, takes the money and makes it seem like she didn't get much. I mean, it was like. I can't remember what we paid for, but I know she got at least close to like five, four, five K, you know, cause it was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't in good shape, but it wasn't in bad shape, but it was a double wide, you know, it's supposed to be top notch, whatever, you know? So, and she sold it, took the money, never said, give me a dollar or anything like that. And when we went to child support, you know, I, I showed the checks that I gave, I showed them, I brought my pay stubs. They told me I was, I had to have, you know, insurance, you know, till they turn 18. So I was fine. You know, they are on the insurance already. 
you know so i was i was cool with that but then they're like well there's three months that it shows that you didn't pay i was like i may have not paid but i gave her a mobile home you know and she was supposed to sell it and get the money and keep it you know as child support i didn't ask for a dollar or, or a dime from it you know and that's what she was supposed to do and they were like well because unfortunately there's no documentation um now you owe three months you know so now you owe rears arrears or whatever and you know i was arguing with them like that's that's not fair you know for one she doesn't let me claim any of the kids that's one i was like and i know she's not gonna let me because initially we each took a kid so like that we can get something back i was like and two you know, she she got money for, you know, those last three months, you know, more than, you know, what she was supposed to get. And she was like, well, I don't care. It, you know, it doesn't matter. You're you're ta- you're saying this. But if 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 you don't just take what I say, you just got to go in front of the judge and it's going to cost you more. So, I mean, at that point, I'm like, why am I going to go in front of a judge? She can open her mouth and say something. You know, when the lady walked away, she's like, I'll give you a minute, you know, to discuss it. And I, and I told her, I was like, hey, like, you know, you took that money. She's like, yeah, but that's not enough because, you know, you left us and, and this, this and that. And I'm like, I didn't really leave you. I was like, not only did I give you the mobile home, I gave you the house, you know, to, to where you can, you know, move back in. We kicked the people out. I took before we fully separated we moved back to that home and I put money. I took money out of my 401k, almost like 20 grand. No, I think it was like 10 grand and five grand to like replace stuff. These people like did us wrong. Like this, like the third people, cause we rented out for like almost three years or two and a half years. Well, the, the second people that moved in had dogs and stuff that we didn't even allow a bunch of kids coming in and out through windows instead of using the front door you know, and, and we fixed the house and I mean, five grand just went to that. You know, it was it was horrible. And then, you know, I basically got stuck with child support and paying, you know, rears. And I had to pay for that loan that I mean, it came out my check. But but still, I mean, it's, it's money, you know, I put into the house and she eventually, you know, I was like, I'd rather my kids be in a home if you can afford it, you know, instead of selling it you keep the home and keep the kids safe in a home like that. They have a home. It was, you know, it was a single story home that we bought just because she was, you know, she was sick. She couldn't walk up and down stairs, you know, like, you know, all the time. So we did that on purpose. And, you know, I, I basically got screwed twice because, you know, she, you know, they, they charged me. I was getting charged, you know, double, you know, double the amount so I can pay it down and, and lost like, I think, two years because the way they spread it out they they you know it took like two years to pay that off the way they did it because they also were taking it from my my tax returns too wow yeah see i would that's what i said that some people have it they know they don't know how good they have it like uh the the worst women get the good men that try to do stuff the good men get yeah i mean it's just all the way around like you know good women get bad ones i didn't have that ish you know that 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 option you know what i'm saying so i let him carry the kids every year for 
seven straight years maybe and he didn't put the money back into the house like the plumbing the 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 electric the electricity so basically you if i would have kept the house all that would have had to be fixed you had to you know how much is like a the 52 year old tree sitting in front of the house the house was 50 some years old but it was a nice house you know they kept it up but it was just the tree root hit those old pipes and i'm like every year that you get the taxes you didn't do anything you didn't do not put no repairs even you and your brother could have got together and did that and uh he didn't try to do it so i felt like I, I gave him a break instead of going fight him for spousal support. I was like, you know, just give what is owed to your son. And, you, and, and and my son knows, like people know, I'm not going to take my kids money and spend it on going gets nothing because they that's their money. Even though, yeah, I'm supposed to make sure that's their well-being. Only reason I did, I was like that with him. You made us suffer. You tried to tear me down so much where it affected our son's health almost. So I didn't have any more compassion. And when I said what I said to him, I still to this day, I don't hate you. But I think, and he he knows, he was like, when they, um, a couple of weeks ago, I talked to him and uh, he was picking our son up. I said, you know, I love my babe. I need you to let me know when you're bringing him home because it can't be no just surprise. I never let him come to my the area of the town I, I lived in. I met him in a neutral area. I don't know where you live. You don't know where I live. We meet in a neutral area. But I was like, okay, you can come closer to where I live or whatever. It's okay. It's for my son. But you know how much I love this boy. You know how much I fought because he almost died in the womb. I almost died on the table giving birth to him. He was dead for 10 hours on the operating table. And for you to do him the way you did him, I have no compassion. You don't do a dog like that. You don't do a dog like that, but you're doing your flesh and blood. So that's something I know that I'm still going to have to give over to God and pray on even more. But that's something that I cannot let leave my head because how do you sit there and shed a tear on on your son's bedside that we see these machines pumping his blood because he couldn't pump his own blood right now i just don't i can't fathom that i can't imagine you seeing you know and you read the medical report your son was dead 10 hours technically a machine was pumping his blood for him because he was dead and they tell you oh we tapped this hard after we done repaired the the holes in the chambers and it started beating again and you sitting on the side of the bed was that a fake tear lucifer was what was it you know <laughs> i don't mean to laugh at that but, the, but that, it's true. That, that came in like right on point but <laughs> like who does that so, i mean i i understand i i like I said, I I never had to deal with anything like that. But I mean, it, it, that's that's a definitely a hard situation. I mean, me just being on the outside looking in, I mean, that almost made me shed a tear because I mean, I I understand you know a, a kid is a kid, especially mm-hmm. you know as young as your son was, you know, and uh, everything you went through, 
it's it's like you've been through so much and then later down the line he has an opportunity to, to make some of it right by yeah. doing the insurance and, and and I mean how hard is it I mean it doesn't even cost that much it is probably 50 to 60 dollars additional for for your kids to be on the insurance and and you know give you know g- give you the the medical card so you know you don't want him waiting you know to mm-hmm. get stuff done because it was caught during you know a, a, a normal procedure you know at the dentist it wasn't mm-hmm. like he went he was going you know to the heart surgeon or the heart doctor and they were just doing normal ekgs on him or, or just normal checkups you know this was done somewhere else so you're gonna make them wait one or two months you know down the line you know anything can happen you know his yeah. little heart can stop beating you know and then then it's gonna be three times worse because now you're gonna have to take him to an emergency you know you don't know what's gonna happen anything can happen on that table you know that you know yes you're leaving it up to one you're leaving it up to fate mm-hmm. to 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 handle it two you're leaving it up to a doctor that you don't know there's a lot of malpractice going on mm-hmm. and, and you never know so it's best to stay away from hospitals as much as you can unless you really need to you know and and taking them for like an emergency procedure you know because you failed to do something normal you know and, and now you're gonna have to pay for it big time because one you know it he could lose his life one two it could be worse and now is going to hit your pocket even harder because now you're doing emergency procedures instead of a normal procedure. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, I, I that I feel I, I understand on that. You know, I yeah. I think my son, the biggest thing my son ever had when he was younger was he was playing on the football team and he wasn't even playing in the football game at this time. They were just at practice, you know, playing tag football to make it worse. Mm-hmm. And somebody mm-hmm. chop blocked him, hit his his knee and hurt his knee so bad it popped out of the socket or I can't remember. Or he broke it. That's I think that's what it was. And and we had to I mean, it was horrible. Taking my just taking my son to, to go get an MRI and, and seeing him in that tunnel, you know, and, and it's it's like the worst feeling or having to get x rays and and then, you know, you tell him, Look, you're gonna have to go to physical therapy if you ever wanna play football again and he was like, I, I'd rather not. I don't want to play football anymore. You know, and, you know, seeing him for like years, I think he had like a, like the little robotic leg stuff, you know, like the, like JJ Watt had on his leg for like a yeah. while and not play basketball and just sitting out and, you know, I'm taking him to at least to the court so he can just at least, you know, be there, you know, hanging out with us. You know, I, I feel bad, but I mean, this is even worse. I mean, I, I feel like whatever I had to do or or should have done, like if I was in that position, I would have done it because it, it's mm-hmm. it's a young life. It's not like, you know, us, we're older already. You know, yeah. we know better. We, we're going to do everything. A, a child doesn't know better. They they he knows his his heart is his, his, his chest is hurting, but he don't know it's his heart. You know, luckily, you know, they, they, and that's one thing I I noticed with, with dentists, they, they check your blood pressure. They check all that just to make sure that anything they do, because they can stress you out and and it could have been worse. You know, what if, what if they didn't pay attention? They just, you know, went ahead and did it, 
it would have yeah, been definitely. you know way worse you know and then now you're having to go from a dentist to an emergency room or, or a doctor because they were like you know we're just going to take this money because yeah. you know yeah, you never know yeah the first dentist did try and happened it was the it was it was it was faith it was a it was a gut feeling it was i, I say that told me get a second opinion before you let because they was gonna pull my son too and i was like wait a minute let me take him to my dentist because we went in for an emergency and it was just the grace of god that they stopped everything and said Let, let's go to his heart doctor first but the crazy part about it <clears throat> with his dad he'd been covered under his insurance since he was born I was on his insurance, so that's how he got on his insurance when he was born. And you was so, you cheated. We left the relationship without saying anything to each other. So it wasn't an argument. It wasn't a fight. It wasn't we cussed each other out. We left in silence, in silence. And you made sure that your other two kids, mom, get their insurance card. But the one child that got a medical condition couldn't get it. All you had to do is send it to my phone number. Same phone number for 18 years. That's it. Make sure I get it. That's it. Simple as that. Or give it to your nephew. Your nephew and me is still cool. He going to make sure I get it because it's for his little cousin. But I don't know what it was. Is He wanted me to punish. He wanted to punish me so bad. I just still can't. It's the crazy part because I try not to figure it out anymore. But what was it? What did you see? Was it because the, the two older boys are 18 and 17? You finna be done with child support and you wanted to take this one out? And I know it's not good to think like that, but that's the only thing I could think of. He knew I couldn't make a move. My insurance, once they pull one insurance, they gonna ask for that other one because that other one show up as primary because we made it. And I was like, I called the court crying, begging them to call this dude, call his job to get the insurance. So it was just to me, you know, I have nothing bad to actually say. But that one thing I told him we would we could never be friends. We can never we can I can fake it for you for our son. But because you made me suffer and had to beg and plead and call the courtroom crying can they call and get this insurance card and was, i had to- i think it was better because of the situation he created and he created because he, he he created it i'm I, in in my case i think she was bitter because what mm-hmm. she created because what she did and and, and the way she acted and the way her mind because i mean i know on this podcast we may not talk about it but there there's been other situations that that you know, kind of led up to our full separation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to divulge it yet because it <laughs> it's like I want to talk yeah. about it when we talk about situations that 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 dealt, you know, that kind of brought the separation. I know we've been talking about, you know, the demeanor and 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 how he acted and and mm-hmm. his bitterness. I know her bitterness, you know, and 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 what that leads up to and and how that kind of plays out in, in the child's life. Cause I mean, e- everything we do ends up, if, if we say something a certain way to a child, they're going to take it the way you say it and go with it. So if you yeah. tell, if you tell your child that 
he cheated. You know, your child is going to know he cheated, you know, but mm-hmm. if he did it, then he did it. And you know, for sure in my mm-hmm. situation, it was like, no, we were pretty much separated and we weren't together. I mean, I even mm-hmm. went to the point where I called her and said, that's it. I'm not coming mm-hmm. home anymore. That That's it. It's, it's over between us, you know? And then, yeah. you know, she, she did too much in the relationship, which, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that too. Cause yeah. it was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of situations that, you know, led up to many other situations where, you know, the kids were in the middle of it, which that's another thing that, that I feel, you know, kids shouldn't be in the middle of, you know, I'm not going to say grown ups conversation, but in mm-hmm. grown folks situations more than, more than anything, because that they, they can take something and, and revert it to a certain way, or it can, you know, further, further along down the line, it can cause, you know, more trauma because they're seeing something that should be kept between the parents. Yeah. Like I said before, it, you know, what you see with your parents, you know, can lead to further situations, but the kids shouldn't be involved in it at all. I, I feel at all. Yeah. I think my kids, the two babies, they kind of was kind of confused. They never seen us argue. We never argued. Like I had a blow up argument in front of them. We may have disagreed. No, that's not right. No, that's not right. But we always went in the room and closed the door. <clears throat> Excuse me. And had our discussion where they'd be me telling him me wrong for what he did. And he was like, oh, you've taken everything serious, blah, blah, blah. They'd never seen it. They can't ever see that said it. They seen us put our hands on each other because all they ever seen us is kiss each other and walk out the door. But they knew something at the end because he walk in. He didn't say nothing. I walked downstairs to cook. I didn't say anything. He walk out. They'll come in with daddies that he ain't coming in in certain days or whatever. And, <clears throat> you know, on later on on our podcast is we're going to talk about the situation because I found the situations. I knew he cheated. I just wasn't finna sleep with him no more. You're not finna. I don't know what you're doing out there. So then he starts sleeping in the back room. I knew you did it. I found the credit card receipts. I found all this. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and argue because we, we're seeing them. You know, when it got to the per- point where you have to bring somebody else in the relationship and you don't give me the option to say, hey, you doing this? Let me leave because anything could happen. I'm not saying, you know, I can be getting into a new relationship and catch a disease, but I don't want to be in a threesome. You know what I'm saying? You didn't give me the option on that part. So I already knew it. And at that time, my heart was already mending itself because, okay, I seen what you did. I know what you did. Yeah. She was the, the relief. You didn't have to worry about what's going on with the kids, the house work. You, you have those responsibilities when you was with her. But if all you had to do is do these simple things to make right, I am your atmosphere. You set the tone. The man sets the tone. The woman sets the atmosphere. And I love how my pastor said that because if your tone is correct, when you walk in that house, the atmosphere can't be nothing but correct. I can't be nothing but give you your peace because you bring in the right tone with me. But if you come in here, you buying a new motorcycle, Harley Davidson motorcycle, 
but we got goddamn plumbing issues that's going on. You buying a $27,000 motorbike and shit, we can't even flush one of the toilets upstairs or it'll come all back up. That's a problem. Priorities were in the wrong, uh, in the wrong yes. lane, pretty much. Yes. So that's where they came. So I, I accepted that, you know, even though I didn't venture off like that until the end because you want some emotional uh, companionship. And I was like, I'm not going to be right if I try to do this. So it wasn't something for me. But I ain't going to say that at the end when I knew he was going out there. Did I go? Yeah, I did. But I left it alone because I still got my kids to focus on. I got my I got to be good for them. But when all the other stuff started happening, I was just all over the place. But it's, uh, yeah, I I knew what he did, you know, and I was okay with it because I didn't have to say um, all this. Are we breaking up? We we gonna end it? You gave her the reason for it to end, so it was it was due. It was way overdue. So 